Um, hey everybody, welcome to another installment of Masters of Craft! In the beginning, it was just survival, actually, because, like, we wanted to be artists. However, it's really hard to do, no matter who you are. In the beginning, we were just doing whatever we could to, you know, keep our, 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 our dream going. Back then, like, you know, we, we, you didn't even have, like, all the computer gear and, and cheap ways to record. Like, we actually had to, like, book studios and all that kind of stuff. So if we could, like, you know, sync a record here or, or write, you know, a song or a jingle for somebody over there or put a concert together because no one else would put us up, like, we would do that. So it was just, like, whatever we could do to keep rolling. And, like, when you're writing a record, like that whole thing is like, it's a, it's a different thing, right? Because you really have to put your ego aside, especially when you're writing with other people. And it's about the best idea. It's not about, you know, like everybody getting their say. If you make a song where everybody's doing everything, this shit comes out mad disjointed every time. It's really about collaborating in, in the purest sense of the word. They always say, right? Like if, if you're the smartest person in the room, like you don't fuck up, you, know, you gotta find some new friends. Rolling. Rolling. Oh, you see me rolling, they hating. By the way, um, Chameleon Air was my first celebrity-esque interview. Yo, Chameleon Air is a, is a G. And he's like so smart. He's like all up in the tech community. Brilliant. And yeah. Like, I bet you that he's got like quiet, like long money. Oh, no. He was one of the first investors in Maker Studios. And oh, then, wow. Mm, was he? At, oh, yeah, yeah. At the time when I interviewed him, he... Um, he had just become entrepreneur in residence at Upfront Ventures, which is the largest venture fund in Southern California. Damn. Let's start the show. Yeah, uh, oh, you have a you, yeah, just, you don't uh, want just me to start be aware the show? that it is a short mic, so you'll want to. Oh, okay. So yeah. to talk yeah. more into it. Put your okay. mustache on it. Put your. You want to go closer? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, whatever, whatever works for you yeah, guys. Say, yeah. Justin, however you feel comfortable. Okay, cool. Yeah. Why are you getting? Why are you getting up? I was just helping him out. By the way, Being I want, I want all this pre stuff in the f final audio. Okay. Cool. With, with the chameleon there. With chameleon, yeah. How are you especially gonna clear that though. Eh, I'll just you know I'll text him and right, then cool. be like, Sounds hey, good. sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who owns it. Do you? You, probably, you can help me out with that. You can help me with clearance. Ah, you don't only really need the pub on that. Yeah, you good. Cover 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 song. Can I can I start? Yeah, you, you can. Mind? Yeah, sure. Can I? You want, I mean, if you, if you, you do, you, would Ross you like Perot. to? Can I finish? <laughs> can I finish? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Um, welcome to my you porn channel. The okay, all right, this camera. Um, hey everybody, welcome to another installment of Masters of Craft. I'm Chris Denson. Hi, I'm Caleb. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in wow. case you guys are tuning in for the first time ever, this show is just a collection of my favorite things. Uh, Caleb is one of my favorite things. Uh, I want you guys to be inspired by things that inspire me. Uh, minds, things that people create, companies, entrepreneurs. And just general, all-around brilliance. Um, hello. What am I doing here, then? Oh. Hey. <laughs> 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 I'm, you know what the first thing I wrote down on my notes, which is really stupid? Uh-huh. It says, that is a gorgeous mustache. You're like a Korean Tom Selleck. Oh, I wish I could be like Tom Selleck. Yeah. You know, mostly... People will say I'm the, I'm the Tapatio guy if, I'm, if it's L.A. Oh. And in oh. Korea, they think I'm a, they call me the Pringles man. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. And it, but if they're That's really my favorite one, yeah, or the, or the Salvador Dali if they if they're feeling real creative oh. and shit, yeah. I even tried to do the little infinity stash thing and like, man, it didn't work out. We were talking about like super villains that have that. Set. Is there a character that's like Sonic known? the Hedgehog? Jim Carrey got the whole yes. thing. Oh, he did have yeah. it. His shit no, yeah, is fire. That's right. Yeah, his was great. It yeah. was, I mean, it was better than yours. Yours is oh, probably 100%. the best 100%. one I've ever seen in real life. Nah, I want I want I want like all the, the but it stops going after. Caleb, what are you point. doing with your face? 
Uh, this is it. This is all. <laughs> this is all I've got. Caterpillar style. <laughs> this is all I could do. Well, and it's funny because like I feel like making the shift to a mustache is such a bold decision. Like like the first time it was on my face, I was like, "Whoa, you look so different." So to make the decision to do that is like you, you got some audacity. But you've been it, it's been there for a while. It I mean, has been. Or not that I want to make this all about your mustache, but I mean you could. It's, it's we could. Sixty minutes. I've done a lot, done a lot about the mustache. Before that, I had a. Mohawk what does it look like when like you go swimming? I when do, I go swimming, it looks yeah. like your armpit. It's crazy. It's like this. Oh, yeah. cool. I, I thought it did like that. Never go with James Brown. Yeah, I, I, I go swim with my daughter every weekend, man. She's scared. I come out the water. She's like, ah! <laughs> I feel like I've seen a picture of you after you got out of the water and it was like a, it did one of these. Oh, yeah. It, fall, it, yeah, it'll down. do that too. I got to comb this out the way before I even, like, before I brush my teeth, bro, because it gets all up in your mouth. It's like. Oh, man. Yeah. It's commitment, bro. It really it is. is. Yeah. It sounds like a lot more work than it's, than it's worth. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, like it though, so the, second, stuck with the second thing I wrote in my notes, <laughs> you guys, class, uh, it says, I don't know where to start with you, so I'm going to start with an IG post. Okay. And I'm going to read something you wrote. Oh, no. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't really think about those when I write them. Me, me, me. Uh, goodbye, 1046. As my parents leave for Korea today, it definitely feels like the end of the era. I reflect on everything they accomplished together in this house for 35 years, and it makes me humbled and inspired. I'm also thankful they're going back home on their own accord where they can better be supported for this next part of their journey. I love you and respect you so much. Safe travels and see you soon. Smiley, colon. Um, Damn, you pick one of those? I thought you were going to pick like a funny one or something. Nah, man. This is not that it's hilarious. Um, no. <laughs> it is kind of funny. It, yeah. it is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, no, what the, It's about what, my mom being sick, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Real funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, you know, my dad was sick. I, where'd I go with this? <laughs> what did that 35-year history mean for who James Rowe is today? What did that... Damn, that's a hell of a question. Well, um, like... Like everything, actually, uh, those are my formative years, right? Like, uh, you know, because I'm 36 right now. I'm just kidding. Oh, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, my my parents are actually both musicians, um, and then they 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 grew out all their different like community ventures and businesses out of that house. So they had like a children's choir out there. They produced operas out of there. Yeah, so like that's where I, I learned how to like you know like stage shows and all that kind of stuff. Is my dad had me being like a stage producer at nine years old. Wow. Like literally slave labor when I was a kid. Yeah. But um, so, I mean, like and, and like, you know, all kids from Koreatown over 20 years, like hundreds and hundreds of kids came over there to, to learn piano, uh, to be part of that choir, singing lessons, uh, after school programs, all that kind of stuff. So like when it comes to Koreatown and like I know generations of people and so and all that comes from that house. It's uh, I'm a fast forward to some thoughts I was going to say for later because. There's a sense of community in everything you do. Like uh, we were joking earlier about your Instagram handle has like 10 different things you can click on just in the, in the bio alone, but they're all so community centered. And now I get it like in a way that I didn't like, what did community mean to you then? And what does it mean to you now? Uh, I mean, my, my dad was like uh, one of the, uh, he, he was a prominent member in the Korean church. And in, in, in the Korean community, like especially the Korean American community in Los Angeles, like Christianity is a really strong thing. So I lived in the church and like we got our support from the church. Like my dad and my my whole family, we were just we were immigrants and he came out with, with the dream, but like absolutely, you know, to be a musician in America, like barely speaking the language. 
um, and the only way that he was able to survive was through the community and through the the support that they gave them and like for my my uh, my own uh, career in the beginning of making music like the only shots that we got in the beginning was only the community like our first real big look was with uh was with uh fast and furious three um and then that was the first time that justin lynn actually got a big break to go and uh direct a music uh a, a, a movie and um and yeah so he the first time that he the first uh version that he made was like i think like three and a half hours can you imagine that <laughs> three and a half wow. hours a uh, fast and furious yeah <laughs> i mean they got 11 of them now right so right it's 120 hours. what do you want john <laughs> yeah. caleb scoot over um continue there we go thank you john yeah so uh so so um they the, so obviously universal came back and they're like hey you got to edit some of this right and one of the clips that they wanted to edit was the part that had our song in it and because this part is like completely has nothing to do with anything it's just like this sky shot of J- of japan and people playing soccer on top and of buy our song just for the audience look we're talking about far east movement yeah, at the time exactly yeah, yeah. Okay. so but he refused and fought tooth and nail to keep our song on there because he wanted to support us and mm. that was our first big break the funny part is is that after that we got the song on the soundtrack and of course we like you know did videos about it and like promoted the crap out of it but our song was actually not even a big song in the movie the big song was by the teriyaki boys which is like verbal M flow, like Japanese legends, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But of course, in America at the time, nobody knew that. So people would book us for shows, and we would do the con- do the concerts, come out, and they'd be like, "Hey, that was great, but uh, why didn't you play your song?" I'd be like, "Oh, you know, you got booked twice for that one." <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, that's like incredible, um, and uh, you know, I, I think now when you're almost like returning the favor right when i think about like what you're doing for other korean and or asian acts and like bringing them to the forefront of culture let alone pop culture let alone you know asian pop culture like what walk us through that dynamic and like what your mission has become yeah no absolutely it's always been about bridging that you know uh gap between the east and the west um so we've always tried to give back um, you know, we started to manage artists that kind of uh, needed our help and that fit within the lane of what we were trying to do. Um, and it turns out that our taste in music is kind of all over the place. So we'd end up like, you know, helping like, you know, house DJs and battle rappers and, you know, K-pop <coughs> artists and all kinds of different things. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of formed into a, a, a great little umbrella now that we call Transparent Arts. Um, but we're like 15 years and running. Um, but the first, I would say like the first seven, eight years was kind of tough because we were being artists as well. And it's very hard to be an artist and an entrepreneur at the same time. You just can't, you know, focus your energy. So like a couple years ago, we realized that we were not Jay-Z or Snoop Dogg. We could not rap until we were 50 years old. Um, you know, and it's time for us to, you know, take a step back and, you know, try focusing on other things. So we really like, you know, put our energy into transparent and the artists that, you know, we weren't able to give as much to um, and that deserved all that and and really focus our energy so uh now we're like we we represent like six artists we have uh uh, like a publishing division we do distribution for like electronic artists um we do concerts all kinds of different things but yeah it's been it's been awesome so it's not about transparency oh yeah i mean that's what they call us that they call they they call us (laughs) transparency all the time (laughs) my my mom and dad and one person the um (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. Look, because uh, I'm. I, I don't know where to go. It was. T- I, I'm it's go me. Right I'm the one that's going to get canceled. Right Next thing that, you know, yeah. to be like massive crap with Caleb. <laughs> um, Gold House, record label, restaurant, creative education. You're also a lawyer. You're a musician. Like you hold a record for being like you know the first Asian band to like be number one. Like wh- I don't even know where to go question wise to to examine how you fan out in so many different arenas what is the central theme and what is the why for you in the beginning it was just survival actually because like we wanted to be artists however like you know it's really hard to do no matter who you are you know to be in the arts and uh so like in the beginning we were just doing whatever we could to you know keep our 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 dream going and back then like you know we, we you didn't even have like you know all the all the computer gear and, and cheap ways to record like we actually had to like book studios and all that kind of stuff so it was all about just saving money scratching here and there so if we could like you know sync a record here or or write you know a song or a jingle for somebody over there or you know put a concert together because no one else would put us up like we would do that so it was just like whatever we could do to keep rolling and like funny enough like be, i didn't because my parents were musicians i hated music <laughs> I absolutely hated it. I did not want to have really? anything to do with it. Yeah. But they were like in like opera and like religious music and stuff like that. Like I remember back in the day, like uh, I, I, I loved I loved hip hop like the moment that I heard it. And um I got like an MC hammer tape. This is like and and, and my and I would listen to it every night. I like I'd, I'd take my, my mom's walkman and listen to it. And then uh like my dad one day, like he just walked in on me and he saw me listening to the music and he pulled it on. He's like, what is this? This is devil music. And I'm like, oh, I was like, dad, he has a song. It's called Pray. I swear. This is, this is <laughs> that shit did not Satan work. Satan is MC Hammer. <laughs> That's, uh, who who would have thunk? I have a funny MC Hammer story because I had the cassette tape as well. And I remember I used to cut our grass and I was like. I don't know what what I was thinking, but I was mowing the lawn. And I was going off. I was doing the hammer dance, like while I with lawnmower. You know, you go up and then you come back, and this girl that I liked, who did not know, I, like you know, you just have a, a, a silent crush. She was coming walking down the street and was like, just shook her head no at whatever it was I was doing. So MC Hammer ruined my dance day. right there. You had, did you have the, did you have the big pants? I did full on typewriter. Well, not cutting the grass, but <laughs> that would be awesome that would shoot. be that would be quite a look. You were about to say something earlier, sorry. No, and I felt like okay, good. You do, but would you like to? Uh, n- not That's yet. fine. Okay, good. <laughs> just, I just had to check in. It's a health check. Yeah, it's a health yeah, check. yeah, yeah. No, if it looks like I'm saying something, it's probably because I... You were gasping? Uh, it might have been my <laughs> the threats or something. I don't know. Um, Sometimes it looks I'd, like that way. I'd like, to put the, uh, I'd like to put you in perspective. Like, kind of if you were going to brag to, I don't know, and, and your life depended on it, what would you say some of your biggest accomplishments recently have been? Oh shit! Um, I mean, I, I I became a dad. I think that's my number one. It does say dad first in your Instagram profile. Hundred percent. Yes, and, and that was a big part in changing my life. Like I had always given everything I had to my career, uh, to my friends, to to uh, you know to that weird thing on top. You know whether it was transparent or far east movement that you know doesn't necessarily appreciate all the sacrifice and everything that you give. And at a certain point, you just kind of feel, you know, empty. So mm-hmm. I, I went for, I went to a journey. That's why I actually went to Moody Goon. That was like the first first thing that I did is I wanted to get my health right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get my spirit right. I wanted to get my health right. I, went, I started going to church. Um, and then I went, I, there was a, a, a gym right across the street, this garish orange building. <laughs> and I was like, and, but I'd always see people over there and like, and I, and 
I had always wanted to get into martial arts um, and I finally had the time for it. So that's when I crossed the street and I literally went and, and tried that out. But that was the beginning of it. And like, you know, and then, you know, I was blessed enough to find my wife um, and, and, and I was just about to propose to her. And then she called me and she's like, hey, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, shit. All right, well, that, that takes that. Is it mine? Yeah, it yeah, no? yeah. Six, six, she's like six months in, like wow. belly all big, walking walking down the aisle. So funny, my That's dad, beautiful. right before I walked through, he's like, you gonna, you put me through shit the whole way through, huh? I was like, hey, yeah, you, I mean, you, you brought me up in Koreatown. What the fuck you expect? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like, so, and, and just having a kid and the perspective that it gives and like, you know, like the changes in, in just love and, and, and. It's it's just amazing, man. Yeah. Like I, I know not not everybody wants to have a kid, but I, I truly believe that it's it's an experience that you that you need to have. One hundred percent. I have two, and also similar experience in coming across Murungung, uh, which is a martial arts studio and facility. We've all all three of us have, have trained at and been a part of. Um, Kiss Town was right across yeah, the street. That's where my kid goes right my, now. So my my son was there, and I was like I was like you know I've done martial arts most of my life, and I and I'll go in and out of phases and I was starting to get the itch again. I was like, what is that place? <laughs> and then there was like a flyer on my car one day because they were, you know, guerrilla style, like, come, come work out. Uh, and, um, and I'm thankful because obviously this moment is because of Koreatown. Yeah. <laughs> like Straight this up. is, you know, in, in so many interesting ways. Um, accomplishments business wise, like how would you sum those up? Like, you know, uh, a few, I would say, uh, I mean, one thing that I'm, I'm really proud of these days is uh, is Gold House, which is a, a, a nonprofit for Asian Americans and and um, and really raising Asian Americans in entertainment. Um, back in the day, like we'd have a lot of artists that would come to us and, and talk about like, you know, I have great ideas for these music videos or whatever. Like uh, we had our guy dumbfounded. This guy had ideas for everything, literally. And um, but like. You know, sometimes we'd be able to get like some sponsorships or whatever, but man, you don't want to put like McDonald's sponsorship on one of McDumbfounded's videos and stuff. So we're like trying to think like, you know, who are the real unicorns? Who are people that, you know, can, you know, that would support, you know, what the Asian Americans, what all, what, what our people are doing. And um, just happened to be having a conversation that day with uh, with uh, Justin Khan from uh, from Twitch. He was the guy who did Justin TV back in the day, but mm -hmm. the first guy to put a camera on his head. And... Um, you know, and I, we asked, I asked him when we were at the bar and I was like, do you actually, you know, like, do you, do you know anything about like what's going on with like with, with your people, with your community? He's like, oh, you know, a little bit. And I was like, well, how, uh, like, would you support it? He's like, yeah, for sure. If I knew about it. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, how about we just like start throwing some, you know, some dinners and some hangs and I'll bring some artists and people, you bring some of your folks and like, we'll go hang out. Cause it turns out that the greatest, strongest unicorns of people, you know, that can really move mountains, especially in the Asian American community, are the guys in tech. These are the guys who are, you know, who have made a whole bunch of money, you know, and they're young enough to care about their legacy and wanting to, you know, see their people succeed and, um, you know, and want to do something about it. So, um, you know, uh, uh, so us with the, uh, and then there was a lot of like-minded people actually that thought the same way, uh, like Bing Chen, who's, uh, you know, the CEO right now, you know, Kevin Lin, who was also a Twitch and like, you know, he was a huge instrumental part in putting together Gold House. And um, like just like folks from CAA, Janet Yang, who's now the, uh, who's the president over at the Academy. Um, and yeah, and then we started talking about things, brainstorming how we could help. And then like the first thing that we decided to do was create like this thing called the Gold Open because uh, we actually wanted to start off making movies, right? Because that's one of the big, right. you know, ways that you can change culture. But you, you send these tech guys like scripts like what 
what do they know, right? <laughs> and even tech guys right. who have like hundreds of millions of dollars, like, you know, they don't want to like invest like five million into like something they don't understand, right? So instead of like thinking about that, we decided like, well, like, how about, you know, for movies that are already out there that, that, that just need some marketing support, how about we like buy out some movie theaters? We actually got that idea from Chance the Rapper because he was doing that for Get Out in Chicago. Like for all, for all, all, the, all, all the kids over there, all the urban kids that wanted yeah. to go and see that movie and support. So we came up with that idea. The first movie we, we decided was, uh, was uh, our friend Justin Chan's movie, Gook, um, which is about the riots, which mm-hmm. is like perfect for us. So, um, yeah, so we, uh, we accounted for a, a good amount of, uh, of ticket sales. It helped Justin get his deal with Macro. Um, and it was the beginning of like something that really, uh, you know, has elevated a lot. Like we were a big part of crazy rich Asians. Um, like now it's like, I'm like barely even, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. It's so big now. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're just, they're crushing it. But like the fact that like, you know, I could be a part of that, you know, situation and, and the, and the relationships that I was able to, that we as a team were actually able to make through that was, is, is a huge part of who we are. That's how we, you know, created our, our restaurant inner crew. That's how, you know, we've built a lot of our, our new network and, you know, and, and, and driven a lot of our, our, our artists forward. So yeah, it's been a big thing for us. Um, it's interesting you talk about like at least the gold house piece of that where you're like, I don't know what's going on with it right now. Like how much of your energy is spent building things versus running things? Oh man. So, What's the difference? Building things. Well, running. I think you know. There's a, there's a point where you go like, all right, it is in good shape. I'm I'm oh, okay. done here, right? Like, you. and then there's a point where you're like, I really just enjoy this on a day to day basis, and, uh, and I want to stay involved, engaged, grow, like, et cetera, et cetera. So I think in the beginning mm-hmm. we were like building a lot of things. We we're that because you know just see so many needs and all this. But these days I, I realize I was spreading myself thin, like and like our team and then and and our team is big. Like we have five people in, in transparent that you know i grew up with in since high school and like my most trusted brothers in the world and they're and they're all very capable to do different things so one of the biggest things that we did was to delineate responsibilities and everybody being able to handle certain things so i just focus on a few things now so like i'm i'm constantly deleting things off of my instagram bio like and and when i do that like it's because i'm narrowing down my focus into the things that i can Mm. do and that i want to do and that i want to and i and i really want to put my energy in so that those things can succeed and then talk about the next thing i was say was was something interesting i noticed as i was like doing a deep dive into some of the things that you've been working on is like oftentimes when you look at like the credits of like the team the people that are involved like sometimes it says james Rowe, but a lot of times it just says far east movement and that's like the staples like your group is a part of this like you like the the restaurant and all that other stuff what is the thread for th- that decision as far as like is it because everybody is involved is it a brand thing like what is the intent by you know doing it that way i mean crazy enough though is like i really think that one of the my biggest blessings in my life is the fact that i've been able to grow up with my friends right and like mm. even like going to like college like where other people have to make all their new friends like i have my high school buddies because i grew up in la and i went to ucla like I, and like i ended up going to law school over at loyola everything has all i've always had my my core group with me the whole time and the biggest part about that is is that whenever i came through tough times whenever like especially like in law school like when you're going through finals like you can dilly dally through finals in high school and college over like two three days or a week or whatever but in law school pfft, you got you got to dedicate a few months into like you know making sure that you get through it and even then you're like barely passing Mm. Uh, but during those times it was like you know and i and i couldn't i couldn't like uh you know be like a a a daily part of of the process like my guys would pick me up you know and, and and be able to keep 
moving forward. Like when you're writing a record, like that whole thing is like it's a it's a different thing, right? Because mm-hmm. you really have to put your ego aside, especially when you're writing with other people. And it's about the best idea. It's not about, you know, like everybody getting their say. If you make a song where everybody's doing everything, this shit comes out mad disjointed every time. It's really about, you know, like just collaborating in, in the purest sense of the word. So that's really like how we decided, like, you know, what Far East Movement is all about, what Transparent is all about, and what my life has been all about, you know? Like, they always say, right, like, if, if you're the smartest person in the room, like, you don't fucked up. You're like, you got to find some new friends. <laughs> um, and, um, and, and luckily, like, uh, you know, I haven't ever felt like that. You know, I got some really, really uh, talented people around me, and we continue to grow our team. And, uh, and yeah, so that's what it is. You talk about this egoless, you know, spirit of creation. Um, I get it if you're writing a song, if you're building a business, that is like, how does that translate? Is it like, what is that like? Oh man, that that was very different because like, especially between the three of us, like there was a certain dynamic in the way we wrote our records. Like some guys are good at making melodies, some guys are good at writing lyrics, like messaging, like picking beats, all that kind of stuff. It's like very, everyone had their roles and everyone had their, their dream roles of what they were gonna be in Transparent. But turns out a lot of the people had the same ideas of who they were gonna be in I'm Transparent. I'm also the CEO. Yeah, exactly. A lot of-, a lot of I'm gonna do marketing, no, I'm gonna do marketing. Habitual line stepping up in the mall. Yeah, yeah, well, dude, and, dude. And, and I think that's like the, one of the hardest things about, cause I've worked with friends before. And it's mm-hmm. like, especially if you have any cross similar skill sets, like it can cause a lot of friction there. And I'm very curious how you've managed to do it so well, so long. You know what's crazy though, man? Like we really did hit a, a point though, where it was about to all fall apart, man. Mm. Like everybody was just having issues with each other. And because we're such like friends for such a long time, we had like passive aggressive issues from buried from 20 years past. It was, it was really bad. And then we found therapy. <laughs> I swear to God. No, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we uh, like actually my wife brought me into it, uh, you know, for my for uh, for marriage counseling at first. And that shit blew my mind, too, because like I thought that I was a good person and I did, you know, and I was I was an honest man. And it turns out I'm kind of an asshole. And it turns out that there's a lot of things that I do that affect other people that I was just not aware of. And I realized and that, why you do those things, yes, right? The, exactly. the, the why, why you showed yeah. up that way is yeah. even a whole other layer of it. Yeah, that part makes me hella scared about being a dad. Am I, am I, am I scarring her for life? Like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I, I know you have more of the story to tell, but I feel like, you know, your kids are younger than mine. Your child. She's one. She's three. Yeah, yeah. She's younger than mine. But I think when you have that awareness, as it, like you've gone to therapy, you understand how you've shown up and how you thought you showed up and then like also why that awareness sticks with you at every step along the way. Like I'm always checking and balancing my reaction yeah. and like, oh, is this the time or is now the time? This kid's personality is different than that kid's personality. This one might need to get yelled at. This one I gotta wait for the sweet spot to have right. the communication. Like, but most parents have such knee jerk reactions. Get the get out of there. And then you're like, my dad, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> see, um, same thing. I like, uh, so anyway, I say that, to, I, I wanted to give you that. Cause it's like, yes, it's scary, but it's also, you have a great foundation already. Yeah. So like, but learning that as uh, like through, through marriage counseling, I, I realized how much of that I could actually, could actually help the relationship with the rest of the guys. So, uh, you know, I brought it up and then the guys all, you know, agreed to give it a big, sh- like a shot. And it was not an overnight success, you know. It, it it took like a lot of you know, 
time and you know breakout sessions and months before we even got to a certain point because there's five of us there's so many disconnects in so many different places but man after we hit that break and 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 things started to click like our company has like literally changed like it's been an absolute 180 and our and like our our profits uh the type of opportunities like all that has just skyrocketed since then so it's i mean you know they say like every uh, somebody once said this to me which was like any problem inside any company is a people problem right and it's not like some mechanic or software or strategy it is exactly what you just said like can we be better humans (laughs) as we operate this organization and it still might fail but at the end of the day you at least you have better relationships and those sorts of things um was it I feel I feel like there's a difference between how men and women operate in the you know emotional intelligence space, especially if it's close proximity and there's business and there's history. Um, what was the male experience like? Just kind of well, would I mean most of us are dudes, and that's been a problem. So we've actually been trying really really hard to bring in more females into our company, which has helped a lot. But like. There's there's also a thing between artist and businessman that's kind of the same thing because a lot of artists have a lot of like empathy and feeling and things that are very hard to balance with business decisions and the way that their perspective is on things and being able to find that 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 healthy balance where there's a respect on both sides is that was that was one of the bigger things right because it's like whenever like the business guy would come in and be like oh you know like. You probably, we probably shouldn't do that, or we should, you know, we should do this. The artist, person, artist side, like, what do you know? <laughs> go, go write the song then, you know. But it's not like that, you know. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. And being able, like on our side, actually being able to enable the guys in our group that had business acumen has really helped grow our business, like a lot. Like we thought we knew it all as, as the artists, like you know, we can run all this. But in actuality, like having a guy that that's thinking about every dollar and how and, you know and 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 uh, and how it goes in, how it goes out, remembering all those types of things, like and, and building an infrastructure, all that, like that was actually one of the one of the biggest things that changed uh, the the trajectory of our of our company. Mm. Um. I love it when I mean, I feel like there's like these moments of exponential growth yeah. <laughs> in the things that you've been involved in. Um, how much of that is strategic? How much of it is like, look, we just need to set a really good foundation and do what we know how to do best and like allow for a little bit of magic to happen or be opportunistic versus like, oh, we are going to build the largest blah, blah, blah. You know, like how how does goal setting go and uh, achieving and adjusting along the way? Definitely the latter. You know, like I think that there's a certain amount, there's certain goals that you know that you want to achieve. And then, you know, just kind of move towards that area. And then, you, you know, like they always say, right, like uh, you create your own luck. And it's really about like, uh, like, like doing things and then people will feel that energy and things will, things will happen from there. But it is very important to have specific goals, you know, whether and then, you know, and after a few months, you kind of look at it and like, you know, is it time to pivot? Does this make sense? You know, and, and being able to move, but still having a North Star that everyone can look at. That was a big problem, actually, for us, for us as artists, because as a as a musician especially for us because we actually hit like number one like that became like trying to hit that goal became like an obsession a very very unhealthy obsession and you know it's very hard i'll tell you it's very hard to hit that again 
you know. And <laughs> it's we, the Michael Jackson problem. Yes, it's uh, but, what, what is that? <laughs> well, uh, uh, he had a lot of number ones, so I don't. No, think he no, had no. But like, <laughs> I think it was the Thriller album, and then it was the Bad album, right? The Thriller album did like blah blah blah, blah platinum, and then the next album did extremely fucking well, but it wasn't as well as the first one. Right. And apparently Mike went off into like depression and anger and like all these things. Drew Carey talked about that when the Drew Carey show was out. Um, William Shatner interviewed him, you can find this mm. online. But it was like, um, he was saying, Drew, the Drew Carey show was the number one show on television by a long shot. And what did he do every day? He obsessed over who was creeping up on their heels. And he was just like to the point where it was like health was getting bad and he was an asshole on set, like all these things yeah. because he, you could, he couldn't enjoy his success. Like there was something about us. I think, all, I think we all have that to some degree where it's just like, yeah, that was good, but it's not, it's not, it's not what I, I want, right. something else. Right, and uh, sometimes the universe will give you something else <laughs> yeah. that you you don't like, and, and you have to you have to accept that, you know. But the problem with us was that you know it, it's moving goalposts, and that shit just wears you out after a while, man. Yeah, and you know, so so for so now it it is very important is to like make sure that you're aligned with whoever you're working with and being like you know this this is you know you got to have your short term goals and like that goal, goals and like this is this is we got to hit this, you know, and then we could talk about the next thing, but like. This we gotta get this first. Yeah, yeah. That's your non-negotiables, right? Like yeah, what is absolutely, which is which is always hard because it's like, especially when other opportunities present themselves, yeah. or a new idea pops up, yeah. or a completely new opportunity, and like that could be actually get us there faster. It's like, how do you know when to stick to your guns on that? Like we got to do this first, versus oh, here's a a, a perceived shortcut. You there. know what though? You have there's there's certain times where you have to be able to like lay, place your bet down. And it's just, fuck it. This is it. You know? Um, that's how we feel right now. We have this band right now called The Rose. Um, I was reading about them. Yeah, yeah. So we're, 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 like, we're all in on these guys. Uh, the interesting part about them is that, like, they've been accepted by the K-pop community. They're, like, you know, real good-looking dudes, which has really been, really helps mm. with the marketing side of things. Like, yeah. <laughs> Was that the one where they were like? Was there a video where they were dancing in the rain in the yeah, like exactly. in the amusement park, which yeah. was dope. It was just I was like, I want to go there. Like it was, yeah, it's very it, magnetic. It's a abandoned amusement park in in Korea. Yeah, like kind of some, some spooky. Oh, shit. I saw you share that. I yeah. know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So, but then, so these guys, but they, so they're they they look K-pop. You know, the K-pop fans love them, but they write all their own music. They play all their own instruments. They're like a they're like 2.0. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like just something that we feel really strongly about and then the crazy part is as people these guys are such humble like focused dudes you know it's it's weird in a way though like not to pat myself on the back but like i feel i see a lot of our reflection in them as well like with but way more talented and way better looking you know mm. but like <laughs> but like um like uh so so when we see that and like and and the energy that these guys have and the, and the and the way that the fans give it back to them like I wasn't even there in the beginning like uh like two of my other partners they actually saw them at a concert and said that when they started singing like they see people fainting like this like it's church or something and they're like, and they looked at the merch lines and things are like you know blowing out and they're like who are these guys you know um and that like kind of fandom is very hard to come by yeah you know mm -hmm. like we've worked with enough artists now where like you know when you got something and when you don't and so like I've, I've worked on a lot of things but i do know that that was that that when when we saw that and we saw them and we saw the opportunity to work with them it was like all right i'm gonna get rid of most of this stuff 
except for the things I absolutely have to do. And I'm just going to focus on this. Well, it's it, what you're talking about also is feeling, you know, and I think especially as men, I think we we think a lot. We try to be very strategic. We're like, ooh, and if, and you're looking at the numbers and the metrics, but you just talked about having a feeling evoked. You're yeah. Like, that's it. Like, it does, like everything else kind of doesn't matter because that's what's going to drive you through to rise to the occasion when it's not so easy. Yeah. Feelings uh, are crazy, bro. It's, it's such a, it's such a, I'm a very logical person. Me so too. It, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's always been hard to kind of like get that out, but man, when the feeling is there, you got to identify it and you got to run with yeah, it. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also just re, uh, backing up a little bit. It also goes back into your work in therapy, right? You learn how to like process emotion and feel the things. And we talk about intuition and yeah. like the things that are more traditionally assigned as feminine, you know, traits of living. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's great. Um, how many black belts do you have? It's just the one. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> was that just, it? Was that well, you, but you came into Modern Gung, you already had martial arts background, didn't you? I, yeah, well, so I'd been doing Taekwondo for, I mean, probably about eight years I did at Taekwondo, but I never, like, got my black books. I was off and on, and I never really, like, stuck with it through. Because it is, like, there's a lot of, like, you have to stay in it for a certain consistency and, like, do certain things. And, like, it was always, like, one thing I hadn't learned, like, uh, like a, a certain form or, like, literally just a payment we hadn't made. Like, it was is things like that. There's like, that. You don't even know about that. Yo, right? yeah, just what? The, like, yeah, just like the logistics stuff that sometimes never happened. Or like when I was 15, I just kind of like gave up on martial arts for a bit. And like right before I could have tested for a black belt, just because I was over it for a while. This fool, his 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 kicks though are no, you, got, you got some pretty ass kicks. <laughs> I appreciate do, do that. One. You have to do one after we do one. I don't know if I can right it's now. Good. I have been living a sedentary lifestyle for the last like 12 months building my business. And it's unfortunately. It's like riding shut a bike. Yeah. I'm ripped hamstring. Do you know how many times I've torn my muscles though on my legs? Just because like I, my body can still do them. But like my body's not built to do them anymore. Mm. Like I can still do a sidekick really high. And then I'm in pain afterwards. Mm. And I can feel it for like. But did it? Look so basically, it, oh, it'll look good. If anybody <laughs> wants to rob Caleb, he's got one move he can do, and then, <laughs> then get the wallet. And, it, and, if, and if you escape that move, you're yeah, gonna if you, you're if gonna you can go. dodge that sidekick, yeah, yeah, yeah. his wallet is yours. <laughs> um, no, the reason I bring that up because I think at the time you and I met, you were about to test for your black belt, right? And I think about you just doing things to the fullest, to the end, the law degree, you know, the record label, the number ones, you know, what, and I feel like there's a, an element of discipline that goes into it, but there's probably also like, you're driven to finish things. Like, uh, what, like tell me what I'm uh, saying. That's my, uh, <laughs> my, you know, actually my dad, my dad literally beat that into me, you know, when I was a kid and he's always said, it's not about how you start. It's not about, you know, how it's going. It's about how you finished. It's always about how you finish. And so, yeah, whenever I make commitments to things, like I try to make sure that I see it through, um, which ends up being a reason why I don't like to, like, ever commit myself to things. Because when I do, I know it's going to be it, it, it's going to it's going to mean a lot for me. So I'm always like, eh. but that's the great thing about, like, uh, some of my guys. Right. Because some of my guys are more visionaries. They're, they're guys who like to be out there, be in the world, and just kind of see things. And then when they're able to bring things like with conviction, like, like the Rose, and be like, yo, these guys, you know, I'm, I trust them. And I'm able to be like, all right, cool. Like, mm. I, I, I will commit to this. Um, what is the James Rose superpower? What is my superpower? Because you're, you're involved. <laughs> it it's in the mustache. It's in the mustache. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Samson of facial hair. Yeah, that's why he doesn't get rid of it. He's, he's, he loses power. 
Um, but you know, like when you show up in a room, especially in these in this team environment and sort of semi-concentric circles, like what's the thing that James can do that nobody else cannot mm. can? I would can. say that uh, I'm like more like Batman. I don't really have any superpowers, but you know, I got some tricks. You know, and I think that my number one trick is just self-discipline. Like uh, I remember we had we had an old manager back, and then we ended up parting ways. But like. You know, one of the things that he told me that stuck stuck with me was like he he's we were having like a conversation, we were arguing this and he goes, You know what you need to do, James? I was like, What? He goes, You need to think before you talk sometimes. Sometimes you be saying shit and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I was just like What? <laughs> that really that really messed with me, right? But I, I thought about it and I was like, you know, I think you're right. You know, like uh I I like I'm not a good off the cuff person. I was never a great freestyler. Um, I, I, a lot of stuff about me, I, I have to be able to think about a process and plan it. And that's when it starts making sense and I can do things with it. Um, so like my biggest thing is like whenever things happen or like, you know, like, cause there's a lot of like crazy situations that happen in business and music and all that kind of stuff that need like, that you feel like need snap decisions. And I just stop. And I try as hard as I can to make as much time as I can so that I can process it and make the right decision from there. So yeah. I would say that that's maybe slow motion shit. Well, yeah. Well, the ability to pause. Like, I think it's I think it's one of those understated skills because most of us have a knee jerk reaction in a moment, whether it's a parenting decision or something you got to do at work or the somebody's asking you, how much does it cost? And you're on the phone. And you're like, mm, let me because you want the opportunity. And you're like, it's a hold, well, no, hold on. Let me let me call you back tomorrow. <laughs> right. Like how much you think it costs? But those are like real decisions. And so I think a lot of us you jump into the old rate, right? Or the old way of doing things, like as opposed to like just taking that second to like make some consideration. It doesn't even align with the future direction that you're headed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're really good at this, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're good at it. You're nah, making it easy. Not at all. Um, also, think there's a lot of levity to you. Like every time, every time I've been around you, it's like it's it's a fun time. You also know your shit, which I did not know and more of until today. But um, where does levity and humor and just kind of like lightening the load come into play for you? You know, that had to come with being an artist, man. Because like being an artist, like at a, you know, like we had, we took it, we took the music so seriously. You know, like we really we had to get there. You know, so everything was about just you know being real serious. And I remember like uh, when we brought Verman was our DJ into the into the group. Uh, and Ver Verman's a he's hilarious. He's mm -hmm. like the dad joke guy. And we went to Korea to do some promo, and it was terrible. Like fucking, we, they, we it was it was way too early. But anyways, <laughs> and, and it was like real quiet. We had a really shitty show. It was like at a club. Some people started throwing fucking like vegetables at us and shit. And, and we were all just mm, really quiet, kimchi? like not Bucks kimchi at, at the at the club. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Been accidentally raised. Well, that's <laughs> technically, that's a cabbage, actually. So that's something. Is the, the cabbage vegetable, not a vegetable? Ki well, no. Kimchi is not a vegetable. Kimchi is f fermented vegetable. True. It is a vegetable. Well, okay. Anyways. So, we're, so <laughs> but it was real quiet. And then he started. Too much time on that yeah, one. He started cracking jokes and like just like making, making, making jokes. And he was just saying, he was like, you know, you guys, you guys are so serious. You know, why so serious? And, um, you know, that, that was the beginning of it. But like a little bit more down the line. Uh, that became a big part of it because, like, man, when you're when you're too, when you're when you when you're too self-conscious and all that, it's just you become you become paralyzed. Yeah, 
you know you, you're, you're thinking so much like oh is this the right is this the right melody for this record is this the right beat dude dude should this be the next record that comes out like what are people gonna think like fuck all that fuck all that yeah you just gotta be you, you just gotta trust your you gotta, you gotta trust it and you gotta have fun if it ain't fun no more you, should, you shouldn't be doing it yeah, there's a, I mean, the phrase ship with shame comes to mind because they talk about that a lot in like the tech, the tech circles. If you have a product, the thing that you need to launch, you can go over the details to death, right? And here you are another six, nine, 12, 18 months out and you still haven't launched because you want to get this yeah. bread, this color right yeah. or this phrase right or that one bug that like let people experience and you have to think of life you know not just the business but life in terms of iteration yeah like everything comes like with trial learning try again and it's it literally is three steps forward one that's step that forward. mvp shit right the yeah, minimum yeah. viable product Pro, yep. that's yeah. it that's it look at you did good yeah. i said minimum like or is it melanin melanin <laughs> melanin viral <laughs> productions <laughs> um, what is one thing you are working on for yourself? Like, where what's an area of improvement that, that you're exploring? An element of improvement that I'm exploring. Um, I mean, I, I love martial arts, man. It's just something. I mean, it's a, it's a hobby, and I suck at it, but I just love it, man. You're actually really good. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's been a few years yeah, now. I'm still great. I'm still over at Mudimgun, like and and like you know. But it's it. I do all the MMA stuff now. I love kickboxing. I love jujitsu. And, you know, that's something I want to get my daughter into. I think it's brought a lot of, like, health benefits to me. It's also, like, just taught me about, you know, just humility and, 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 and just life, man. In the end, dude, like, size matters. Like, you fight a guy who's bigger than you. Oh, okay. they gonna kick, <laughs> you know, a lot of times they're going to kick your ass. It just is what it is, no matter how, how talented you oh, are. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's just, but also, now you know the difference, right? Yeah. Like, I think, like, if you're younger and hot-headed and you're like, fuck the world, of course, you think you can take that dude. Yeah. But martial arts teachers, you're like, either I can do this one or two things or I'm getting out of here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's just so funny to me, man. Like, like you know, like I, I think about, like, all these younger kids. Like, oh, man. Like. Yeah, but I, when I get mad, when I snap, oh, it's over. Like, right. mm, hmm? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, <you laughs> for someone. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Watterson, who um, was a guest on the show, UFC fighter. And, you know, she's been in the game for a minute. And she was talking about, like, these young cats that are coming in. And, like, their foundational martial art is mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. Like, that's dangerous, <laughs> you yeah. know, for somebody who, the, for her, it's the karate hottie. Like, karate was her thing. And so, yeah, you put me like in a in a tongue sudo ring. I'm great. If I'm like, you take me down to the ground, I have zero. Yeah. Idea. But one mm. thing she talked about for you know, kind of paralleling it to like this this conversation, is she talked about how um, any position is never good or bad. It's just a position. It is absolutely. So now, you don't get, like being like it, it shouldn't feel good if you're on your back. But actually, there's hella things you could do on your back. Right. Absolutely. Um, another thing actually that I'm working on actually that I, I do want to talk about is learning this genre of K-pop. <laughs> it's been a whole experience for me, man. Like, um, uh, I, I, like being like Asian American, like you think, oh yeah, of course he knows everything about K-pop, but nah, man, like, you know, especially like the K-pop that I knew when I was like, you know, in the nineties or whatever, like, and how it's formed and, and become what it is today. It's like, I did not pay attention to any of that. I like rap. I like, you know, alternative rock music. Like I did not look into that. So 
And like our our group too was like very like pop electronic, you know, with like touches of hip hop. It did not go into that area at all. And K-pop has is 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 such an amazing like culture and community, right? And it's so fan led and driven and 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 um, and these things that I just was wasn't aware of. So like our first album that we put out with 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 the Rose, like I was humbled, man, because there was a lot of things that I thought was the way that you know you do things in music that did not necessarily fit once again like they're they straddle the line between like alt pop and indie mm -hmm. rock and the, and k-pop but like their fans they have certain fans that are that are very k-pop driven and that that was not for them you know that alienated them and um and that's something that i felt terrible about and that's why with this album with you know now that we're putting out this new record like I brought in like a whole, well, well, not me, but like our team has brought in like a whole bunch of like experts and folks that are like teaching us about all this. And it's, it's been, it's been amazing. It's yeah. like a whole new experience on like how to approach like launching an album, launching an artist, like putting together a tour, like fan apps and clubs and all that kind of stuff. Like the way that your merch is put out, like all that, it's just been, it's just been very different. So that's, that's actually been very exciting for me. That's beautiful. Like, is there, if, if you could identify a central theme there, I mean, you talk about it being fan-led, which I feel like is probably it. You know, how do these fans differ from uh, a Travis Scott, oh, right? Like, well, I mean, it's, well, Travis Scott fans are actually kind of K-pop-ish, bro, because like, they just, they just care about everything he does. Like, mm -hmm. He's one of the few artists that can come out with like five or six album covers, and they'll buy everything because they want to be a part of that. They want to get every one of his reverse things shoes or whatever mm -hmm. like you know so he actually has some of that you know he, his last his new record is called k-pop right the one with the is weekend it? yeah oh absolutely. right you're absolutely right yeah yeah, yeah 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 but like uh like the biggest thing is definitely about like the fans and their their loyalty and their love and and it's 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 not some people they call it fanaticism some people they might call it rabid but it's not that man it's it's just it's it's undying support that you have to you have to respect and you have to give them you know, as much energy and love that as, as, as they're giving you, you know, like, like, they're like, like, I wish I could take it back, man. There's certain shirts that I, you know, that we printed on some Gildans because that's how you do it when you're in hip hop, man. You're just trying to make a buck, you know, <laughs> but man, these, these kids, like they deserve really nice stuff because you know what? Like they'll give that much back to you. I highly recommend you guys, if you can form a relationship with network. Oh yeah. I love those guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like this as a genre of blending, you know, drop culture and K-pop, like sensationalism, like all the things I think would be great. great. One of my favorite shirts is the network shirt. It's, it's, a, it's like a, you know, it's like a Pantagonia shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it says pandemic. And instead of mountains, it's like the fucking, the, the, oh, the, the, the virus going up. Like, it's <laughs> hilarious, bro. That's awesome. James. What's thank up? You, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate yeah. you. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah. Me. One us, you know, you're. Yeah, I, I you're can do that now, people. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's 2000. Yeah, 23. I had to think about it for a second. I did, I did, man. After a while, man, it all blends in, bro. I'm like, what is this? I don't know, man. Where am I? Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, man. So thank you. I appreciate, appreciate it, man. Thank yeah. you, guys.